0: The Garland Few Rangers Podcast is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. Contact them today on
1: 1453 or hello at hhhmortgages.com. You can also find them online at hhhmortgages.com or on their Facebook page.
0: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few podcast. We are today doing an episode, episode two of the series of Where Are They Now? Uh, I would recommend if you've not listened to the first episode, go back to the archives of Gallant Few. If you are Spotify or on YouTube and listen to episode one. This is episode two and joining me today is Ian McCready. Ian, thanks for joining me today.
1: No worries. Thanks for having
0: us. Good to be back. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been on, uh, on together, so good to see you. Yeah, so as you know, the format of this um, this series is we're going to look at the players who featured during the, the, the seasons where we were in the lower leagues. So the last episode featured mainly or roughly based on the first season we were there. And this season or, or this episode, we're going to look at that second season. Again, roughly based on those those players. Um, we'll look at where are they now, as the title suggests, and also what are your memories of those players uh, during that time. Um, I guess I'll ask you first, what were you... Were you going to the games, home and away, at this point, or were you season ticket holder? What, what was your involvement with Rangers at the time? Uh, I
1: was, I was, I was going to all the home games. Just away games for me are too unpredictable. Just we work because they, mm-hmm. they, they just TV just moves too many away games for us. So I can like home games, you can kind of almost. They're almost always got they well, they were almost always Saturdays, um, apart from maybe the Celtic game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I attended, I was at all the home games, um, yeah. the odd away game when, it, when a, a ticket was available, or when I knew I was definitely going to be free. And, um, but yeah, I attended as many games as I could uh, throughout the whole uh, journey back. Um, but yeah, I just, I'll go to any Rangers game they could be playing, the local pub team, and I'd still want to go. Wow.
0: No, I knew you did go to the away games now and again, so um I was wondering what your experiences were done at the low League. I was the same, I was at all the home games and the occasional away game. I was I didn't go touring the touring the country. Um looking back now, I probably wish I had, but yeah, I was the same. It was just the occasional game here and there I went away with. Okay, let's kick off then. Um I'm going to start Usually within 11 we start with the goalkeeper, so I don't think we'll change that. Let's stick with that. The goalkeeper I'm going to look at, first of all, is Cammie Bell. So, Cammie Bell, his career prior to joining Rangers, started off at Kilmarnock. So he racked up over 100 appearances at Kilmarnock, uh, a couple of loan spells, and then he came to... uh, Those loan spells were Montrose and Queen of the South. Uh, before he signed for Rangers in two thousand and thirteen, tell me, Ian, what was your memories or any standout performances for Cammy Bell?
1: Standout performances <laughs> for Cammy Bell are, are just for the wrong reasons, unfortunately, aren't they? Um, when we signed Cammy Bell, I was I thought it was a decent signing. He had been a decent goalkeeper at Kilmarnock uh he was in and around the Scotland squads. Um I'm sure we got him for nothing as well, didn't we? So um like it kinda of ticked all the right boxes at the time. You're thinking, yep, young, good experience for his age. Um and as I say, in and around the Scotland squad. So he's he's obviously playing at a, a good level. Um but it just didn't turn out that way after we signed him, did it. Um and I think everybody will remember Cammy Bell for the playoff the playoff howler. That'll be the big one for me. And just, I, I don't even know what he was doing. Sorry.
0: Does that taint it? Is that, so, looking back now, do you just see that performance as it sums up his whole Rangers career? Or, or do you remember him having good games apart from that? Do you, Was he always a bit of a disaster for you? I
1: don't... I, honestly, I don't really remember much other than that game anymore. Um, it just it sticks with you so much that one instant that it, it does, for me, it just erases everything. time he had a good game or was making good saves, but I don't really, like, if you look at McGregor, you can remember games where he's been amazing, like um, Wolfsburg and stuff like that, and the, the ridiculous save he's made that night, and you know, when you look back at some of the Celtic games recently, but Cammy Bell never had a performance like that. Um so for me, just his whole time at, at Rangers was summed up in that one Mullerwell game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it didn't take him long to get out the door after that, did it? We were we were quick to quick to get shot at him. Um yeah, after that, after he's left Rangers, he's went to Dundee United. So played there for about a season and a half, he was Number one goalkeeper, not much to report there. And then his career just sort of petered out after that. He didn't really have many appearances. He toured about Scotland, going to a few different clubs. So he had Kilmarnock, uh, Hips, Partick Thistle, Falkirk and Queen's Park. <laughs> he didn't actually play for Queen's Park, um, even though he was a registered player. But that's when he started to get involved in the... Um, Business side of things So he was a a, I think he was maybe like an Advisor maybe at Queen's Park So that was his kind of role there And he'd done that, I think he maybe learnt a little bit there Quite learnt a lot And then he's now moved on to Annan Athletic So he's now, again I think he went in there As a a sort of advisor But now he's now a a full Director of football At Annan Athletic So um, yeah Good luck to him for his career there. Um, He has said that he's picked up a lot of experience. So when he took the role, he was saying that he took quite a lot of um, learnings from Ross Wilson. So he must have had a good relationship with with Ross Wilson, as well as Graham Matthew and James Fowler, who who get similar roles at Hibs and Kerry. Yeah, so that was what, what Cammy Bell I'm going it's to an,
1: go on sorry, it's an interesting route he's taking because it's not a route you see a lot of players going down the director of football, is it? Like, no. it's it's like when you look at the guy, it's obviously Ross Wilson and Mark Allen, and when you look at most of the directors of football, apart from maybe when you go to the continent, they all seem to be more business orientated. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's, a, it's an interesting route he's taking, but yeah, wish him luck with it. In a...
0: Yeah, there's oh. not many players that do it, as you say. You know, have got I, th- I think N- Ned Fed, think he went down that route. He's um, heavily involved. Pat Nevin, but Pat Nevin had loads of roles. He was just trying to get a job, whatever money, whatever way he could. But <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's it's very um, it's very uncommon. Um, but yeah, obviously he's just in the door. You know, what's that? Twelve months? Maybe weaving even. Maybe been even twelve months. So, we'll see how it pans out for him. I, mean, I imagine he's got higher hopes than than Aaron. But maybe it's a good way to start off. Is at that lower league and see how he gets on. Yeah, moving on, we've got another goalkeeper here who I wanted to get your your thoughts on. Um, this was a goalkeeper starting off. At Rangers coming through the ranks, his name's Scott Gallagher. Now, do you remember Scott Gallagher? Do you remember any appearances by Scott?
1: No, no, I remember because we had the, the transfer embargo that, that he started the season in goal because we couldn't register any players. So, uh, I do remember that he started the season. Um, but no no standout performances, no never let us down any time we had to play. Um just one of these kind of players that ends up blending into the background and makes a handful of appearances for the club, but say never never let us down but never stood out.
0: Yeah, his stats for Rangers are eleven eleven appearances that he made um for Rangers in his whole career. So I guess it's just one of the guys where you were thinking, could he make his way through, could he? Um, It just didn't turn out to be. We we, we went with experience and it was a, a thing that Colin and I discussed in episode one where we had hopes that we were going to have a youth team that would be built with a splattering of experience to guide them through. And this was one that you could have maybe earmarked as right, he's going to be the Rangers goalie and yeah, it never worked. I guess McCoyst always just went for experience in goals as well, didn't he?
1: Yeah, well, you would think that if he was around the club before we were down the divisions as well, so you would think, you would think that if he, you think our youth players should be good enough to play at that level, and I think a few of them are showing just now that they are, um, and I, I think that. Yeah, we, we maybe went the wrong route uh, in terms of what you said about, I, I think, more youth players, maybe seven youth players and then four 30-odd-year-olds would have been the way to go. Just, you know, the, the youth players will give you all the legs you need and the, the older players to give you that experience. So, you know, with the McCulloch, the Wallace, um, I don't know if we went the right way up front. You know, I'd also maybe I like to went for more journeyman. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe somebody like a a, a Derek Lyle. Yeah, well,
0: you obviously,
1: know, obviously. one of the yeah, so one of these guys that's kept about the lower leagues never really hit the height of the Premiership, but really knows those lower leagues well. Um, You know, guys like Darren Dodds, mm-hmm. guys that spent a lot of what well, were decent players. But spent a lot of their career maybe around the lower divisions and were just like really solid players. But I, I don't like going down the route as some of the players were about to mention, I'd much prefer those two guys.
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But I, maybe I missed opportunity for, for Gallagher because, well, to be fair, he didn't really have much of a career after they left us. <coughs> He went to Hearts after us. So he went to Hearts, then he went to Alowa, Um St Mirren. And again, he's only racking up sort of 10, 12 appearances at these clubs. Then he went to Hibs. and then he went to Dumbarton. And at Dumbarton, I think he had a bit of a, a bad injury. So he done his anterior cruciate. So he's done his ligament in, and that ended his season. Um, and then he's went to Airdrie and now he's currently at a Broth, uh, but he's yet to have kicked a ball for a Broth. He's a uh, uh, backup goalkeeper there. But Yeah, maybe one that got away for, for Scott Gallagher. Let's move on to the defence, scene um, I've already discussed a few other players, obviously in episode one, but the player I'd like to talk about first is Sebastian Foray. Uh Sebastian Forey is a French player, French under... French Youth International, so he had caps at all of the age groups under 17, 18, 19 and 20. So he had quite a a good career there. Played at Lyon and Lyon B. So it was actually Lyon B and then he came to Rangers. Um, I guess my interpretation or my recollection of that was this could be a good player. He could be a really good... um, good signing, with that international experience, albeit being at a youth level, you seem to have a, a, a good early career. What was your thoughts on Seb joining Rangers?
1: Yeah, obviously knew nothing about him, but you quickly Google him and it pops up that he's, a, as you say, a French youth international and he's come through the ranks at Leon. so you, you, you start to think, well if he's a French international and come through at Lyon, he's got to be a a bit of a player.
0: Did that materialise for you?
1: No. It was... I think we played him out of position a wee bit as well, didn't we? We tended to play him at right back. I think that wasn't his position. Um, So, maybe a wee bit harsh on him. I felt he was soft for me. And I think there's a lot of players that come to Scotland bob like that. I th- I thought Goldson was like that before, but I think he's definitely now he realises that he can't be. Um Yeah, for me that was it. It was just really soft and just too nice. <laughs> like it was just he never really got to grips with the Scottish game. And it just it's just kinda seemed to pass him by a wee bit and no standout performances. I I can't even remember him. I don't remember any real how he had either. Um I just Yeah, he, he disappointed me to be honest. When you, you see C V and then he comes in and does nothing it's uh maybe a wee bit unfair on him, uh, considering he was played mostly at right back.
0: Yeah, he was at a position, that, you're right, he was probably brought in as a centre-half and, and played the right-back, but it goes back to your argument, that's when you want a journeyman, you know, if you want somebody at right-back, you know, there's plenty of guys in the Scottish leagues that would do a job and who won't get bullied, you know, they might not have the greatest ability, they might not have the greatest um, passing or whatever, but they'll certainly do a job at right-back and they'll not be, they'll not be um, shocked by the jersey. <laughs> Yeah, Sebastian Foray, I'm the same as you. I don't remember him having any howlers. Nothing sticks out in my mind that he actually let us down as such. He just wasn't, he didn't live up to that promise that we just thought he was going to do. After Rangers, he left and went back to Leon B, but it didn't really work out there either. And um, he moved on to, it's a team called Goal FC, which they play in the French National Two League. This was a weird. T- t- this goal FC it's a. It seems to be like a, a, an amalgamation of about four teams. So there was a four amateurish teams that all got together, amalgamated, and formed this team. Um, he seems to be the sort of standout player for them, um, so, and he's, he's he's been playing there ever since. You know, so that's since 2016, and he's been been racking up the appearances there so it looks like he's found his level. Leon wasn't gonna be the his level. Rangers wasn't his level. It's the second division in France where where he's found his found his actual level. I'm gonna move on to another defender now uh, by the name of Kyle McCosland. So Kyle to me and I feel silly saying all this all the time, right? But and I felt as if I was saying it constantly in the first episode. I had high hopes for this boy, I had high hopes, I thought this guy was going to be great and I, I am I am guilty of it, that I always think that um, guys coming through the youth are going Just I don't know, I just think every single one of them is going to be a superstar just, <laughs> I know that's not possible, but Kyle McCausland was one, um, yeah, coming through the ranks I thought, okay, give him a chance and see how he gets on do you share that optimism in general when you see guys coming through?
1: Yeah, well, definitely. I always want to see the guys coming through, and yeah, like we we I think we do this too often. Where we we have a guy who's had a good youth career, um, so guys like Liam, but Tom Walsh, um, and we get them in the first team, and then they just can't really handle it. Um and I'm not saying that McCoslin couldn't handle it, but he just never he never done anything. Um he only had a handful of appearances, didn't he? And yeah. I mean if you, again I go back to the whole if you can't cut it in the lower leagues, you shouldn't be at Rangers at all. Mm-hmm. Um as a youth player. I just I think any Rangers player should be especially at whatever it is League One now or the second division. Was it second division? The world had changed to League 1 by then.
0: Yeah, it was League 2, League 1 Championship.
1: and I, I, can't remember I think we did. won the third division, didn't we? And then they changed That's it. Right. That's right, yeah. So I think any Rangers player should go to a League 1 team. Any Rangers youth player, any good Rangers youth player should walk into a League 1 team for me. And if they don't, they shouldn't be at Rangers. Or they need to work harder. Yeah. Um, a lot harder. I think our youth players should be Starters at that level, uh, minimum for me. Um, well, there's no point in having there's no point in having them. Um, so, yeah, when 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 a youth player comes in and can't cut it at that level, it's he's he's never going to get a, he's never going to get much of a chance. I don't think.
0: So, where do you stand in the the argument for the co teams? Do you think that's a a good idea to bring these these guys through and have like? I don't know, what is it under 21? Is that the, the restriction that would be applied to a, a Colt team? Would you be in favour of that?
1: Absolutely, in favour of the Colts team. Um, I think it, it happens all, all over Europe where there are uh, B teams and stuff like that and other leagues and why not? And it's, it's, it's the two biggest clubs in the country that are going to be doing it. And all these wee clubs, I mean, like if there's no Rangers game and the Colts are playing Queen's Park, I'll be there. It's two minutes up the road from me. I guarantee you Queens Park would get a, a crowd of you know five six thousand if they could fit that in that wee stadium, but that wee stadium would be full.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, for that game, and it, you'd have people standing on the grassy hills to watch that as well. Um, if the Colts were playing at Hamden, uh, so and not just necessarily Hamden everywhere. Um, What's going to Ask you about that. You went to was it Inverness. You went to for, yeah. yeah yeah. I was up at the coach game, up at Inverness, aye.
0: What was the crowd like for that? Uh,
1: it's probably twice as many Rangers as there was Inverness fans. But I, I will um, say that the weather was absolutely horrendous. The rain was horizontal. Uh, it was super windy. It was just one of the worst weather days possible for a game of football. Uh,
0: but it's still covered.
1: There was a decent wee crowd, but actually, I don't know if you remember, that was when the Livingston game got postponed. Mm-hmm. And then it was played at the same time as the Colts game. So I was already up in Inverness uh, over the weekend, so I didn't get back for the the first team game. Right. Um, so there probably would have been a better crowd again if yeah. it hadn't been for the fact that the, there would have been a lot of people who had tickets for the Colts game stayed at home to go to the the first team game. But yeah it was a decent a decent wee crowd and uh we went to a few of the the I think it was the Caramel Wafer Cup games, the one at Ibrooks where it was the Welsh team. Um and it was a good wee crowd there that day as well. Um I quite quite like seeing the the youth players and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, it used to be a thing
0: didn't it? It used to be reserve football. You used to get you know because the way Glasgow works, if you've got Rangers playing at home, Celtic's away. If Celtic's at home, you know, Rangers are away. So you used to have the reserves playing, and I think you used to get right good crowds at, at the reserve games as well. So there is an appetite for any Rangers game. There are, there are fans who would go and, go and watch it. As well as that, you've got all these supporter buses that come from, you know, all over Scotland to come and watch Rangers, you know, at, at Ibrook. So, you're right, I think there would be, there would be crowds. That, I guess you're raising the crowd thing because there'd be money getting generated across all of these teams, but uh, going back to the whole point, I think is the development of these players. It's when you find out, well, can they handle it in League One? Can can they perform? Um, and just going back to Kyle McCausland, he wasn't the one that, that was able to perform. So you're able to see that early and say, right, you were going to make you're not going to make the step up. Time for you to move on to another club. or Yeah.
1: The interesting thing for me would be is, like, obviously right now we can take Leon King up and down as we please. <coughs> um, you know, bring him into the squad or, um, you know, Patterson could go play with the the, the Unders team and, uh, we, you know, if, if we feel he needs some minutes in his legs. So, it'd be interesting to see what the scenario was there. Like, if we send a player to play for the Colts team, is that it would we need to go like okay, it's like under eighteens for us? Because, you know, well, we've got so many players out on loan, they'd obviously all make up that team, but you know, you've got guys like parson um <laughs> I'm trying to get else. and king and
0: here, But yeah.
1: It's it's uh what would the deal be with them being able to move up and down?
0: I think the details of still to be determined, but my understanding was that it was going to be, you need to name your 25. So you would pick your 25. You can't have partners and going to play for the Colts and then one week and then going to play for the first team. You can't do it. I think it was you need to name your 25, but yeah. Okay, back to Kyle Wicoslin. Kyle left Rangers. A couple of loan spells out at United, uh, Brecon, Dunfermline and then Alwa where he finished his uh, professional career. He did move on, he's playing junior football now, so he's playing at Cumnock, um, but prior to joining Cumnock he played for Glen Afton, which is a sort of neighbouring town, sort of new Cumnock in in Ayrshire. Uh, He did win the junior cup final, so he won the Scottish junior cup final at Rugby Park with Glen Afton. Uh, beating Auckland Talbot two one at Rugby Park, and the uh, Talbot team that day was Ross Harvey, who used to play with Rangers as well. So there was a bit of a an old Rangers head to head there. But yeah, good per- good performance. Then to or a good good achievement. I I do recognise the Junior Cup. I quite like the uh, uh, the Junior Cup. I like I like to follow that. Um, I don't go to the games as such. Um, although I've been to a few. Um, but yeah quite a good performance do You what about yourself do you follow ah?
1: nah no no interest in anything pretty much other than Rangers to be honest
0: <laughs> I'm the same with, that, with the Premier League and the Champions League I, 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 can't, I can't even be bothered with it really. it's just Rangers for me that's, that's it
1: I, do, I generally don't watch um, much football other than Rangers games now um, I used to watch loads of football but you know I'm just those just I don't know just get fed up of it it's
0: Saturday,
1: it's because yeah, it so much of it. It used to Absolutely. be, it's, uh, you know, particularly now as well. Because you've got like what four games on a Saturday on the TV, and it used to only be one yeah. <laughs> Super Sunday. So, uh, Aye. And
0: that was all you, you only had that one extra game to watch, but yeah, it's just too much now. But uh, no, I did like the June, we went, um. Few years went to the Junior Cup final. Pollock were playing in the Junior Cup final a few years ago and we went to it, but we did it. Okay, moving on. On to the next player. Um, Another defender, and his name is Belial Mojni. Tell me your thoughts on Big Belial, Big Billy.
1: Nutcase. Uh, Honestly, just. It was. uh, Absolutely mental, weren't he? He just—you just never knew what was going to happen with him. Um, he could pick the ball up from his own box and dance past half their team, and then hit Rose Um Or he could, you know, play in their striker with a back pass. It uh, was just so unpredictable. he was—I don't remember—I don't remember a player that unpredictable. At Rangers. he was just—it was either. At that level, I will clarify, at that level, it was either excellent or he was absolutely awful. It was you never really got anywhere in between me moving. It? it was just it was I just so unpredictable for me and you just you wonder how he became a footballer <laughs> 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 at times. 'Cause he he used to there was times he would just charge up the puck with a ball and you're just like, what's he doing? <laughs> but yeah, just I that's what I remember about him just being really unpredictable and either brilliant or terrible. Yeah.
0: So he's a <laughs> Tunisian, Tunisian player. Uh he started his career there with, with Ulis and Mende. He's had a few teams. He's had a long list here. Um and they always seems to last a season. <laughs> 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 I <know>. I start- <laughs> Aye. So he gets found out pretty quickly and out the door. He's actually done well the last two seasons with us. he um, get 44 games with us. But he had played at um, a few teams. South End, so he racked up about 62. Played three years at South End um, before joining Rangers. Um, and then his career after that, again, it's just been one season here and there. I'm actually looking at the stats and it looks like he's made about 30 appearances in the last six years. So averaging about five a season, he's been well, well found out.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Or he's been suspended most of it.
0: He's, yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh, do you know what I liked about him? I know this is probably an odd thing. He seemed to like, really like the fans. at the, See, at the end, at the end of a game... I'm no wonder if I don't leave five minutes. I wait till the final whistle and I clap the team off and stuff like that. So I'm usually there at the end. He would go round the stadium at the end of a game. He would actually go all the way around clapping everybody and he would then go and talk to a few people in the front row and he would be signing autographs. I think, although he is a bit of a, a head case, he's, um, I think he was a really nice guy. I, I get the impression. But that's so yin and yang considering how... Um, yeah, but when he, when you marry that up with, he was involved in a he got banned for driving right. He done get banned for eighteen months, and he'd overtaken three cars on a bend, and one of them was a police car. So he's wh- overtook it. So the police have stopped and said, you know, that's dangerous driving. You, you can't do that. That's dangerous driving. And he says, how can it be dangerous if nobody died? You know, that's his quote. <laughs> You just think, see when we were telling him Don't bring the ball out of defence like that That's dangerous (laughs) It's obviously no registered What we're (laughs) needing He did play for Tunisia as well So he did play He did play uh, nine times for For Tunisia So uh, (laughs) How? Exactly There's There's a lot of scouts in the world that have got a lot to answer for Yeah um, and obviously, one of his infamous moments—I think that was his last ever appearance—was the the fight at Far Park. Um, Absolutely.
1: I like think that will be obviously again. It's like that game is probably what a lot of players are remembered for. Like the, uh, I if you say to a Rangers fan, Billy O'Moisey, it's I you hook Lee Owen. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the first thing that springs to mind with him, isn't it?
0: Exactly. Um, okay, let's move on to another youngster. Well, another youngster, yeah. Go for Chris Hegarty. What do you remember about Chris? A
1: no. Chris. I remember him having a few games. Was he another one that we played out of position? He was a centre half, and he played it right back and stuff like that. It was, you know, McCoyst was kind of famous for that. I mean, uh, not playing a, a right back, <laughs> um, yeah. Again, a bit like McCoslin. he was never wasn't really up to the task in the the lower leagues, and again a wee bit unfair on him maybe because he was being played at a position. Um, but yeah, my notes saying nothing spectacular. <laughs> we'll move on quickly then. <laughs> quickly, quickly, okay. Um. I think I, I think he's done all right for himself, hasn't he? He's gone back to Northern Ireland and and, and he's had a DCB career there. Uh,
0: he's uh, played for Linfield, so was their sort of partner club if you I think you'd call them. Played for Linfield and he's now at Dungannon. Um so yeah, as you see, he's managed to get a career for himself in Northern Ireland. Um cool. he did an interview recently and he was saying that um in his top ten players Amoruso's in there, Barry Ferguson and Stephen Gerrard. So nice little tip bit for you. Now let's move on to the midfield. Um, I'm going to bring up a player by the name of Ian Black. Ian Black had started his career at Blackburn through the youth. I don't think he ever featured for them though. Um, and then he moved on to Inverness. Inverness was where he sort of made his name in Scotland and had been getting good write-ups there. So Hearts took him on board and he played there for three years uh, before Rangers signed him. Um, Yeah, so that was his career prior. Tell me a little bit about his time at Rangers. What was your thoughts on, first of all, Ian Black signing and then his performances for Rangers?
1: I was uh, fairly optimistic about the Ian Black scene and I thought he had been a decent player at heart. Um The 5-1 Cup final, he absolutely ran the show, didn't he? He was immense that day and I think, unfortunately, we never, ever seen that Ian Black. Um, I think he had a bit of a reputation and just was getting booked quite a lot um, for us. Meh, probably rightly so half the time, but... I think a lot of challenges um, that other players wouldn't have been booked for, he did get booked. Um, I feel like we've never seen that Hearts player. Um, He kind of... I don't know, I think... It went to his head a wee bit. He was at Rangers, thinking, oh, look at me. I don't know. He just never... He just never got going enough for me I, I expected him to be like like Davis is just now At that level mm-hmm. Ian Black should have been absolutely running the show at, at that level But he never done that, he never absolutely dominated games We knew he could do it, he'd done it against Hibs In a cup final So yeah. th- the ability to do it was there But Why couldn't he do it at the, the lower level Um Is a question I... Yeah it was I, I feel like it was his attitude was I play for Rangers, look at me, no, and you know it's not the attitude we need, as a for from Rangers players, um, and I, I feel like probably we overpaid them as well and things like that. Um, a lot of the players we signed at that time we probably overpaid, um, and then I think probably one of the things that stand out most for me is when team Black's is the stint is uh, the betting thing, getting caught betting in games that we're involved in. Yeah. So, for me, that's that's a bit dodgy because he's got an ulterior motive during the game.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it ever came out, but I would imagine it was for Rangers to win. I really hope it was for Rangers to win. You know, <laughs> I don't know. You hear as well about, uh, this was maybe about 10, 20, 15 years ago that you had you had bets on first throw-ins, and whoever had the centre would just kick the ball out the pitch. <laughs> you know? So the full the full team had locked on that, even money, obviously. So <laughs> they were really hoping that they win centre. <laughs> but yeah, it was. A bit, um, I think there was a few. I hope this isn't um, libelous, but I think there's. Um, you know, there was issues with drugs as well. I think he had. Um, been caught in nightclubs with drugs. You see the betting. So I don't think he was an all-round, you know, wholesome character. Certainly not the, no the, um, the characteristics I look for an arranger. Anyway, I certainly know know what came across. But I think you're right. I think it was to do with attitude and uh, the fact that he thought he'd made it. Rather than and it is so frustrating because if you think you, how can you be in that position to thinking you've made it? You've this is your chance to go and cement yourself, you know, bring yourself through this these divisions and make yourself an absolute legend. you yeah. Very frustrating. So he left Rangers, um, and he went to Shrewsbury Town. He then went to Blackpool. And you can see the de- de- decline in his career from there. So Shrewsbury, Blackpool, Skelmersdale. No idea who Skelmersdale is. Chorley. I only know Chorley because of Peter Kay. Um, so I guess that's just outside Bolton. And then he's dropped down into the juniors. So he went to Trinette juniors. Um, I think that's where he's actually Faye, Trinette. And then Dunbar, where he's the... He's certainly a coach there. I don't know if he's player coach. I think he might combine the both. But he's certainly playing in the, the Lowland Leagues now for Dunbar in the east of Scotland. Moving on. Um, moving on to David Templeton. Or David Cooper Templeton, to give him his surname. <laughs> uh, started off at Steny. Then he moved to Harters, um Racked up quite a lot of appearances at at Hearts um, before coming to Rangers 2012 Tell me Ian what was your thoughts on David Templeton
1: It was a a signing I was really excited about because a couple of weeks before we signed him, he had absolutely tore Liverpool to pieces um, in a European qualifier they just could not handle him that night and you know you think we're signing a player who's just tore Liverpool apart to play in the Scottish League one. How good is he gonna be down there? And unfortunately for us, it just never happened. And it was it, his, his real problem was injuries, wasn't it? Never ever getting that run of games. The talent was clearly there. Um very skillful um player. Very exciting player as well, like on his day, like so yeah, just very unlucky with injuries and I think it's plagued him his whole career. Like, so uh, they went to Hamilton, didn't he? And he had a good spell there, and then got a good move to Button, the championship in England. Uh, but then injuries struck again, and and kind of ruined that for him. So he's, he's been very unfortunate throughout his career with injuries. And I think when he dropped down, with us the the number of plastic pitches and stuff like that he was playing on, and didn't really help at all, did it?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh- would you say it was a a failure at Rangers? I thought he, I thought he actually played well. I, I thought he was really... I, I, you know, he put in a lot of good performances from my perspective. I thought he'd done well and he was one of the standout players. So <clears throat> would you have said he's a failure or he just not lived up to your those high expectations you had at the start? Yeah, I
1: definitely wouldn't call him a failure. I think... You're right when you say that. he probably didn't live up to my expectations. Um you know, dropping down to that level. I expected him to be, you know, the main man every week. Unfortunately the teams figured out as well that if you give him a couple of kicks, he goes and hides, which is uh, is never good from a wee skillful player like that. Um, we see that for Ryan Kent and now and he just gets up and skins you again. Um and if, if Templeton had that mentality, then you know maybe he could have gone a bit further. And if he had had a bit more luck with injuries, he, he, he could have gone on to be a a proper Rangers legend.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I was the same as you. I had high hopes for him, um, but I still think that he had a a good enough career that you can look back and say a good Rangers player. Um, yeah, frustrating again with injuries, isn't it? It's an interesting point you raise about the pitches that he had to play on. Did that have an impact, and then has that had an knock-on effect in the rest of his career? Um, usually, before I move on to uh, another player, I round up where the player went and where are they now. But you've already done that for me. <laughs> <laughs> there was two spells at Hamilton, to be fair. So he's currently at Hamilton. He went to Hamilton bottom and then back to Hamilton. Um, so you can still see him coming out for Hamilton just now. Can you? Or is he currently injured? <laughs> currently injured, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to a, a foreign player this time. Um, a foreign player by the name of Arnold Peralta. Arnold Peralta is a Honduras player who came from Vida in Honduras. So he'd had quite a bit of a career there. Um this was another one. He'd actually been in the internet. He was a, a fully-fledged international at Honduras before joining Rangers. Um, what was your thoughts on, on Arnold as a player at Rangers?
1: Uh, so he came in with this reputation as a, a tough-tackling midfielder, didn't he? And I, I don't know if we've ever seen that, to be honest. I think he, he had this... Pitbull reputation, which again, I was when you say, "Oh, he's a bit of a pitbull," I just imagine Gattuso, <laughs> uh, and if it's if he's not like that, then <laughs> <I'm> disappointed. <laughs> That's an unfair comparison, though, is it not? <laughs> it is absolutely. <laughs> but if you if you tell me a player's a pitbull, then you know I'm thinking Gattuso. That's the yeah. uh, down the lines I'm thinking. But yeah, it was. I don't know, he was just a kind of average player, never stood out, um, just kind of meh. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe him. He was
0: Was he another one that was played out of position? I seem to remember him being pushed out wide a few times.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, so probably, I think he was, if he's a if he's Get, you're given the reputation of being a pit bull, ball-winning midfielder, you're probably deep lying, aren't you, generally? Yeah. So, yeah. I think we've seen it. He definitely had a wee bit of quality there. Like he scored a cracking free kick against Dundee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was definitely an he's He was a full full international. Um, and I think what Honduras had uh, Izagiri and uh, was it Claros Hibs? Yep. so they they had a couple of players playing in Scotland so um, and they, they were doing it alright as well at the time weren't they so you you clearly seen that there was a wee bit of um, talent in the Honduras team so yeah didn't know anything about him when he came and I think he it's hard to say he didn't live up to his expectations because we had none
0: um, yeah, that's true
1: it was a player, though, that, that
0: came in and sort of tried to grasp the culture of Rangers. I think, you know, his family were involved in that. You always seen them with uh, pictures with Rangers tops on. I uh, think he had a young daughter who had um, always kitted out in the Rangers after a game and stuff like that. So I think they did try to embody themselves into the into the culture of Rangers. And you do see that. You see, I mean, Morelos is another one who you see that, that they're they do try to get ingrained in the in the culture of the club. I, I just, it just it probably didn't need it. Come back to that. We didn't need players like that because it was always going to be a risk bringing in somebody from South America to play in the the lower divisions of of Scottish football. It's also less of a risk if you bring them into the Premier League in the, the top division because you get better quality there. But. Um, it just seemed like a, an unnecessary signing but yeah um, Arnold moved on um, obviously sad news about Arnold uh, he did move on to another club he did play for Olympia back in his home home country um, but obviously he was involved in it he was uh, murdered um, I won't go into the details of it I don't know the details so I won't I won't speak about it so um, I, yeah rest in peace Arnold I know that um A lot of people do remember Arnold well. He wore the jersey, so he'll always be a ranger and he'll he'll always be respected by this club. So we're going to move on to uh, another... Well, we're going to move on to a striker now. It's a guy who played uh, initially at Stockport, then Hartlepool, Dundee United, where he racked up quite a lot of appearances. um, And he's a Republic of Ireland youth internationalist. Uh, the, The man's name is John Daly. Tell me your memories about John, please, Ian.
1: Uh, so when we signed John Daly, I thought it was a good signing. He had had a, a good spell at Dundee United, scored a few goals. And and I thought that him coming in and him and Nicky Clark, I thought that was going to be a, a good partnership of the, the big striker, little striker, um, which we no longer see, unfortunately. Um, I thought that would have be been a cracking partnership. Um, scored a lot of goals. Uh didn't he? Without actually being spectacular, um, he, he had he had good numbers. Um, that's what I remember. I remember him scoring more than when I started looking at it. I was like, "Oh, he scored there, and he's like hat trick there, and stuff." And you're like, he like, it was actually it was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, I thought so. And so, and I don't know if we again. He was maybe one of these ones where we had. He came because he he'd come from the top division from Dundee United. We expected more, but I, 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 I feel John Daly done okay. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like he was a good player. He, without being spectacular, scored a lot of goals. He, he was obviously, <clears throat> um, a good bit of experience up front as well, and. Would it have been good for Nicky Clark.
0: I thought so too. Yeah, you could put. It wasn't just about goals for for Daly. It was about um, getting the ball at the park and holding it up. He's a big, strong guy. Whether that be <clears throat> uh, a header, you know, winning a header or knockdown for somebody, or whether it was just holding it up and bringing the play up, I thought Daly did well with that. Um, and that's not to dismiss his goal scoring record because he did score quite a lot for for Rangers, as you say. Um, I like that partnership. I don't. I'm. Um, I grew up on and McCoist, so I like the fact that it's. You know, you get a big tall guy knocking it down for the wee striker. I absolutely love that. It's my ideal combination. So I totally get what you're saying there about Daly and Clark. That would have been a, an ideal combo. Yeah, moving on then from from John Daly. Um, he, he left left Rangers and only really played another. Um, season and a half at Wraith Rovers in Kirkcody so he played 15 games there and and then moved on he he started to get a a coaching career and that was at Hearts so he had a few different he actually was the manager for a spell just short spells as as manager just while they were um, looking for other other managers Um, and then he went to um, Daniel Stendhal's background staff so he's always been part of the um part of the coaching team there. Um I think he's now left hearts after the departure of Estendo, so uh, I'm sure he's on the lookout for another coaching job. Okay, moving on, another striker. Um and this is Callum Gallagher. Uh second Gallagher of the episode. First plus one being Scott. We're now moving on to Callum Gallagher. The guys came through the the youth team coming through the youth ranks at Rangers and made, again, just a handful of appearances. Um, I do bring these guys in. I know they've only made a handful, but it is good to look back and see were there any missed opportunities. What do you think? Was Callum Gallagher a missed opportunity for you?
1: Uh, He's a tough one because he came in and he had an immediate impact, didn't he? Came in and scored goals right away and a couple of assists, and it was a wee bit like current Glenn Middleton. Um, I think he might have, he might be one that got away. I think we maybe didn't stick with him long enough. He clearly had a wee bit of ability, um, as I say, because he came in and he had a, a cracking impact um, when he did come in. And I, just, I don't really remember how he fell out the team. Um, do we as a crowd
0: give these guys too hard a time? Do you remember Ibrooks being the murmurs at the time? Was the section that you sat in, or was Ibrooks to you, sort of not hostile, but was it a. Do you think it would have been a difficult place to play football for a. You know, after 30 minutes, if it's still now, now? That feeling, did you yeah. get
1: that? Yeah. yeah. There it, it definitely was that, where, cause we because we were obviously in League One and we're like, well, it's it's Ann and we should be winning 3 0 by now. <laughs> you know, we definitely did have that mentality. Um, so, yeah, it probably was a, it, it could be that, like you say, it's a mental thing where, you know, crowds on your back for not. Ian winning after half an hour. Um uh, it must be hard. Um But we were giving it to Ian Black, so if Ian Black
0: misplaces a past you know you heard the shouts for the for the stadium for the stands and maybe not even the shouts, just the murmurs of discontent and the oh for fuck's sake, and you know that that collective noise, and you wonder, does that then have an effect on them that they're so scared to you know, is Callum Gallagher too scared to then go and play a normal pass that he normally would? Is he then just shrinking and just I'll oh, just lay off and let somebody else do the do the difficult ball?
1: Yeah, you, you're possibly right. Eh? It could be that he just it takes an easy option, and then you know before you know it, he's taking too many easy options and he's back out the team. Yeah. Whereas when he first bursts in he's just told go and play and he goes and he just does what's natural and and the crowd's behind him at first. And yeah, right. Kinda make sense of like when you say it like that, that yeah. it's a mental thing with him rather than an ability thing.
0: And that maybe that's just something that they then realise and you know, they pick up on it in training or maybe in the dressing room after the game and you can see that he's I'm no picking on Callum Gallagher here at all. I just mean in general as a general youth player. Um, did they then pick up on that in the direction of the body language? Is well, he's shrunk within himself. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't fancy it, and maybe that's why their careers don't um, don't pan out at Rangers. Callum moved on. Um, had a few loan spells. Um, East Stirling, Cowdenbeath St Mirren, and he made um, quite a few appearances at St Mirren. So. He done okay there. I uh, don't know if you remember him put a stick in it there. And then Dumbarton. Um, Dumbarton had quite a few appearances again, and now he's currently applying his trade for Airdrie Onions the Diamonds of Lanarkshire. So that's where he's playing his football now. Okay, the last player we're going to talk about today is uh, another striker, um, and it's Andy Little. Andy Little, in my opinion, had a good career at Rangers. Can still be heard on the while on the Rangers TV every now and again doing his commentary. Um, you tell me, Ian, what was your memories of Andy Little?
1: So, Andy Little was a player who was with us before we went down as well, and and he had made a bunch of appearances while we were in the top division and the one that will stick out most is uh, coming on and scoring after 30 seconds against Celtic, isn't it? Um, So, yeah, he was a a decent squad player in the Premier League. I think he was a really good player down the division so I thought he was excellent. He scored 30-odd goals that first season. Um, And then... He was having another good season, and then he had a bad jaw injury, didn't he? Mm-hmm. It's through a clash with a, a player. And after that, he never really got back and going. I don't know why. And for me, I, I feel like he was one player we got rid of too quick. Definitely from the, the, the players we've gone through, he's the one player for me that I wouldn't have got rid of at the time. I felt he, he was good enough. To go up a level again. Um and yeah, he was he was good at he was excellent at that level. He he would put the ball in the net regularly. So as we were going up the levels we'd be getting better players and I think he was one of the players who was capable of of forward and, and staying within uh that team yeah I I had
0: Oh, I think that old firm game gives you the the feel good factor you know you're never going to everybody just remembers an old firm goal so you're always going to be in the hearts of the team uh, hearts of the fans um, and, and you're forgiven maybe a few performances here and there but Andy Little always put an effort in he's another uh, kind of reminds me of Thompson uh, it reminds me of Thompson and the fact that he was kind of a big lanky tall guy he could win a header it didn't really have the pace to me. I didn't think Andy Little had much pace. You know, he'd, he would try, all day. he would try, but he's just, his legs, when they take him, he didn't have that burst of pace for me. Um, but Andy Little, yeah, he was that one that, as you say, could have been up the levels. I don't think it was just the jaw. I think it, I think he had injuries with his legs as well. I think maybe there was knee injuries there that, that hampered his career. Certainly looking at the stats post-Rangers, it would certainly suggest that... Um, you know, he's how many appearances is that? It's about forty appearances since he left Rangers. That's at Port Vale, uh Preston, Blackpool, Stirling Albion and Dumbarton. So I think probably that suggests that it wasn't just the jaw, it his knees or you know, something else that's that's hampered his career. Um, so unfortunately for Andy didn't really have that career that we all envisaged that he would but it is interesting that that's the one player that you would he would take I suppose one thing you know he, he did um, have Northern Irish cap so he was a youth internationalist but he also had nine international caps which is no mean feat I know it's Northern Ireland but to represent your country it must be a, an incredible thing so well done to Andy and we listen to him on a regular basis he's one of the co-commentators on Rangers TV who's obviously um, harvested a career in the media Good to him.
1: I think he's a, he's a keen property developer as well just now right yeah, yeah so I follow him on on social media and he's uh, that's the route he's gone down post football so
0: yeah Are you trying to get a home off him
1: you're a plumber <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's going to conclude our, our episode for today. We've looked through those uh, those players, and as Ian's just mentioned, there, the only one that he would have thought would have stayed around would have been Andy Little and maybe David Templeton. Was it worth?
1: Yeah, yeah. Doing? So if, if he'd had a bit more luck with injuries, if David Templeton had stayed injury free, I reckon he could have gone on to a better club than us. Like I think he's got that. He, I think the talent was definitely there from for Templeton. I, I think he's he's very similar to Kent. I think Kent's probably better. Um Boy, well, not probably. Well, that well, would definitely like well, yeah. Fact, what? Yeah, you mean the, the potential was there? He's, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. The potential was there. I think Kent's fulfilling it more. Yeah. We never know how far Templeton could have went. Um, so I think he, he was along those lines of Kent and I think he probably could have gone on to maybe play in the, the English Premier League. Uh, not necessarily a bigger club, but at a higher level um, if he had had a bit more luck with injuries. So yeah, Templeton and Andy Little for me. Andy Little just was, was good. He was excellent down the division, so whereas Templeton was a bit stop start
0: I think that's a fair summary, Ian. Well, that's going to round us off for today. Um, thanks very much, Ian. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing your memories of these players. Um, it's been really great having you. Well, thanks for having us. Listeners, if there's any disputes with anything we've said please let us know in the comments section or get in touch through twitter if there's anything there that you disagree with or any any memorable moments is there any memorable moments for any of these players that we've forgotten about um as time's gone by um please let us know well thanks again Ian, and thanks very much to the listeners goodbye for now thank you